Hi there, Peter Williams here. Hey, did you ever wonder how RCR is funded? Well, we're grassroots funded, which means everyday Kiwis contribute to keeping us on air. If you want us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives and a reality check you won't get anywhere else, then please visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Here we are. It's a new year and uh, we're back with our political panel and I want to welcome and wish a happy new year to Olivia Pearson, the beautiful Olivia Pearson. Ah, thank you, Paul. Happy New Year to you too. Nice to be back. The long suffering, <laughs> maybe you'll tell us about it. Well, just in recent time, anyway, Marty Gibson. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Hi, Chaps. How are you doing? Good. You had the in laws in, right? That's that's what yeah, I was. Yeah, it was thinking. two months of. Uh, two of months? Uh, I think maybe a little bit. Yeah, around there. It seemed like about that. Um, <laughs> you got PTSD. Long. I'm sure it wasn't two years. I got PTSD. It's an awful After, like uh, two hours would be the limit, I think, yeah. of in-laws. You know, two months are out. Uh, they always mean well, but yeah, after three years of not boozing, I I, uh, I ran to booze for its anesthetic. I ran to it. <laughs> I, I stepped gracefully back on the wagon uh, last week once they left, and then my old man said he and his girlfriend were coming over uh, for five. Oh, too early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Um. Well, good on you. And Cam, I have to say, um, I shared the biggest cigar I've ever seen in my life or ever held with you um, at Takapuna Beach over the period. We got sunburnt together. And um, I've never buzzed so much from nicotine. There's more more nicotine. I specifically chose some Manduro cigars because they're very high in nicotine. They haven't been uh, grown under shade cloth. They've been grown out into the harsh light. And that's the darker tobaccos. And uh, there's more tab- more nicotine in one cigar than there is in a packet of cigarettes. Ooh. Wow, really? Oh, well, actually, no, that doesn't surprise me when I think about it. Yeah. yeah. If you inject it into yourself, you'd die. Is that okay. why my face was tingling? Oh, everything <coughs> tingles when you get that much nicotine into you. But uh, the secret to, to smoking cigars is to always have, because what happens uh, medically within your body is the nicotine um, uh, hits your body is it crashes your um, blood sugars. So if, if you ever get a doctor saying to you, oh, look, I'm a bit worried about your blood sugars and diabetes and all of that, you say, oh, look, I think the test was wrong. Um, what you do is you smoke a cigar an hour before you go to get your blood test done, <laughs> and um, and then it's all good. <laughs> good trick. Dr. Cam. So, so the, way to, the way to combat it, most people who have smoked Professor cigars, Cam. After about 20 minutes of smoking a cigar, they sort of crash. You know, oh, I can't smoke anymore. It's because your blood sugars have gone. So you've got to top it up, have a Coke candy or a beer or something with sugar in it, you know, to, and it boosts you back up and carry on smoking the cigar. And Stay wasn't it lovely? Season drink. What, wasn't it lovely the two folk who came up and said hi? Yeah, yeah. Hi, are you Paul and Cam from RCA? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're here for the national champs of bag of bagpipes. That's right. Oh, how gorgeous! I yeah. love the bagpipes. Well, you know, so I do too. Having, having a bit of you know Scottish like... in my fucker papa. I know it we... makes your hair stand on end. Apparently, it can Men... make you tear up. The Mendelssohn absolutely hated them when he toured. You know, the nineteenth-century composer. He hated the bagpipes, but he loved Scotland. I thought, what a terrible dilemma for a composer. 
Ah, well. Was he um, German? We've got so yes. much to talk about. We'll Probably get underway. Probably loves tubers then. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Good, we've got so much to yeah, talk about. I mentioned we got sunburned even though we're in the shade. What about the weather? We'll get on to the heavy stuff. But what about the the blimmin' weather reporting? Have you noticed the well, catastrophizing of weather? Red bands, orange bands, yellow bands. Oh, no, bands, 30 degrees. How rivers terrible. Rivers of bloody water or whatever. 30, yeah, 30. 30. Wow. That's just yesterday, yes, yesterday, the Bay of Plenty Times, which is an adjunct of the Herald, um, so you can imagine the quality of it, I had this headline that said, uh, hottest day of the year so far. And I looked at my, what, shit, what was yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. <laughs> There's another 336 days. <laughs> to knock <laughs> that one out, yeah. To knock that one out. Low. And you know what the temperature was? 30.3, 30.3 degrees. Right? Now, is what this, do you do? How do we explain this? I think it's actually a an organized an organized campaign to to sort of set the table prepare the ground for really driving in the climate crisis catastrophe how are they going to do yeah. it though when 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 you've got when you stay inside stay where inside. all of us outside stay inside no, but I mean, how ridiculous! We're Kiwis. We love our beaches. We love our summers. Um, last year we didn't have one at all, so we're max, maxing out on this one. I don't understand how. I, I have been in Gisborne, pregnant, when it was forty-two degrees in the backyard. Martin, oh, you attest to that. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, just day after day after day, with no clouds in the sky. Yeah. And, and yeah, what the hell is that? Is okay. that a noise? Someone bought a glass of wine. Sound like a truck just went by. Yes, it did. Sorry, that's my end. <laughs> well, okay. Not my end, but sorry, my street. You've got an excavator <laughs> working out the front there or something. Okay. But, you know, um, I think there is a, a conspiracy for want of a better term, seeing as, you know, we get called that. But, you know, you look at what Neva was doing. They said, oh, you know, we need, we're putting an alert out uh, because um, it's going to be very hot and it should keep the children inside. But, you see? Like, get stuffed. It's the, go to the beach. Go to the beach, you know. That, that's what we do when it's hot. Knee was got to be wound up. Swim. Yeah. And if you live in other parts of New Zealand, you go to the river, you go to the lake. Or the you pool. Go, you find a big shady tree and you sit under it. That's how you get through a hot summer. And it's summer. treating everyone like children. Mm, anyway. Well, that's what to do that quite well here. Under the Ardern regime, we, they infantilized the entire population. Yeah, treated well, still everyone going. like children, you know, and they're still doing it. Niwa haven't got the memo, have they? No. I mean, so there's been a change of government and no one wants this BS I'm surpri- anymore. I'm surprised they haven't put out a memo saying, don't go in the water, it's wet. <laughs> That'll come, Cam. Don't you worry. Global boiling, it'll be warm water too. Yeah, yeah, that's how we like it. Mm. No one wants to go. There's a reason why we don't go swimming in the Hauraki Gulf in winter. Because it's horrible. Because you freeze your... Like, what do we do in the middle of winter as Kiwis? We jump on a plane and we go somewhere that's a lot warmer than here. You know, I, I think we should have global warming. I don't. Warming. I just build a fire and sit everybody, and everybody deserves the right. I think in New Zealand to be able to grow pineapples and mangoes in their back garden, even in Invercargill. Yeah, well, that might happen one day. You can do it in Northland. The the thing is, though, when there's the change in weather, because it, it, it seems looking at the pattern, they'll you know. 
generate fear over you know too hot and then, then the day or two later a front comes through the thing plummets and then it's all oh, the contrasts have never been like this before you, you know it's just endless just endless. Well, well, that's for us because we've got I guess <clears throat> we've lived long enough to know that that's what happens um it's easy for us to forget the effect that this is having on young people yeah that's you know, the, the nihilistic behavior and outlook that it's producing and the susceptibility towards authoritarian socialist solutions. Um, oh dear, that's depressing. And if you look at Generation Z, then Z, they're not getting conservative the way they normally did. It's that Adolf Hitler thing when someone says, uh, I will not come to your side, I calmly say, well, we have your children. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's I the do. thing, and we're seeing Boy. these kids that are tossing soup at the Mona Lisa. And yeah, I mean, it's don't well, they know there's glass in front of it? You know what I think about that? I won't say it again, but they deserve something very bad to happen to them. Yeah, well, they just get slapped on the hand yeah, with, okay, a, Ross, with yeah. a very well-soaked, um, you know, bus ticket. I mean, if you have bus tickets these days, so that's probably the problem. Maybe we are not slapping people on the wrists with bus tickets because we've got hop cards and one of those gold like hop cards. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's right. Yeah, how do you get them? By the way, if okay. the old. You have to look old, Paul. You, you have, have to, to look, look old. old and Walk gnarly. with a limp. Walk with a limp. Yeah. Well, I've got a gimpy arm. Okay. All right. Well, um, let's get into it. Uh, this. Let's start with the number one on the hit parade. I got to say, when I first saw this, I couldn't quite believe it. It was like, you know, am I am <coughs> I dreaming this? Goal Riz's shoplifting, and I know that you were onto this pretty early on in the story, Cam, because I saw some of your posts and. He kind of um, got us ready for what was to come, and that's exactly what happened. What the hell? Yeah, I mean, you know. Golly, the little fingersmith. Yeah, she's in the top 1% earners in New Zealand. She's got, you know, $160,000 a year base salary as an MP, plus expenses, and those expenses are up to, uh, I think, about $30,000, which includes clothing allowances. So, so what you it have just so to, happens. You, and, and also, if you looked at the video and uh, of her doing it, it was very practiced. You know, they she had a she. Oh, had like she had experience in how to do it. She had an accomplice. Uh, the accomplice went and uh, distracted the staff, and as soon as the distraction was in, it was in the in the bag, uh, and away she went. Wow. And uh, you know, if you talk to anyone who works in retail and they look at that video, they go, "Oh, she's done that before." You know, they're, 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 this is someone who's practiced it. This is this isn't an isolated incident. She gets her shits and giggles by stealing stuff off other people. Well, that's kleptomania for you. It's a weird urge that needs to be itched. But I mean, the Green Party knew about. This. There's still stuff to come on this. How early did they know? Very early, like the next day, like the same day that she did it at, at Scotty's. And I know this because. Uh, despite claims to the uh, to the contrary, uh, there was another uh, Green MP involved after the fact to try and get Scotties to uh, not go to the police. The damage control. Yeah, it's like oh, let's just keep it quiet. Let's just keep. It. But trouble is, you know, this is the the quiet period in the news. You've got the kiddies in the news in the news desks. Uh, you know, it's it's um, really it's it's a public interest story, and it. She made the fatal mistake of doing a bolter, running off to God knows where. We don't even know what she would was. Would that have been a time? That would have been a timed, a timed bolt. 
Well, you know, they said oh, I was a pre-planned holiday. Well, yeah, sorry, I don't believe a word they say. <clears throat> right? They, they haven't told us all the whole truth, and and more information will come out as the as it goes through court. So, Cam, um, do you know do you know who returned the goods? I don't know who returned the goods, but I know who negotiated with Scotties to not go to the police, and that is the biggest scandal. They attempted cover up. It's always the cover up. Right, it's always and, the cover up. Yeah, and and that information may <clears throat> be held back to see how the leadership thing goes. Because imagine taking out the new leader of the of the Green Party. Oh, right? so we all know who we're talking about, right? Well, my concern is another c Greens, word that the Greens had a vacuous, narcissistic MP who had no problem with stealing from those who had what they wanted. You know, mm-hmm. misrepresenting mm-hmm. their own history and their ability and their credentials. My concern is that there might be a selection process that weeds out everyone else out. So well, you only you get you that type. It's not uncommon. But I mean, the, 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 you think of the pathology of this, right? Gloria's Garriman had everything. She she had, she was in an MP. She had a state-funded salary plus expenses. And notoriety was, and and she she yeah notoriety she you know um made, looked, looks uh, pretty good anti-semitic statements all the time wearing tea towels and some sort of performance theater <clears throat> activism uh all of this sort of stuff right she she literally could do whatever she wanted but she decided she wanted more she was like the green equivalent of oliver twist Except it wasn't please, sir. Can I have some more? She's no, because like, they no. She doesn't ask. I just went and took it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she took it from Scotty's twice, and from a store in Wellington once. And I can tell you right now that 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 will be just the tip of the iceberg. He's been yeah. doing this for years. Yeah, but the most telling thing that really hit me between the eyes with this roguery. Um, is that she's such a stellar example of how super entitled people such as she feel they have the right to be, um, even when they're MPs and barristers, for God's sake. Um, not only does she play up the whole poor little refugee status thing as if, you know, she were That's a world-class persecuted victim. Oh, absolutely. Her family country shopped before arriving in New Zealand, and nobody leaves the Iranian regime with money in the 1990s, unless they're very friendly to that regime. So I've never believed her refugee story. Neither um, does her mother. Right. Just quietly. Okay. Well, so um, anyway, um, I don't know about quiet things, but um, they were they were immigrants, not refugees. And I think the only thing that um, Gorutz is world-class at is prettily lying um, and being an audacious fingersmith. Um, nobody needs to explain the immorality of what she did, right? Especially to her. Um, she's an MP and a barrister. She knows. But to think that she earns a relatively high salary paid by, you know, taxpayers, that that's us, you and me. Um, yet she felt entitled enough to steal from high-end boutiques. As what if about the doesn't, klepto part Doesn't damage a business. Is that a mental illness? No, the, the mental illness, I'm telling you now, the mental illness is the entitlement mentality. Yeah. That's the mental illness. But, uh, but do people seriously, you know, have a... I, don't know. I had two conflicting a condition uh, that makes from, them want to steal. They yeah. can't help themselves. One one GP did say sometimes those drugs for MS or whatever she was on oh, uh, do make people loopy. 
And another doctor said to me, yeah, it doesn't just start your stealing when you haven't. <laughs> There's exactly. plenty of people with MS I've been on that are taking those drugs yeah. that aren't, aren't shopping at uh, five-finger discounting dresses at, at Scotty's, are there? It could be like a real high, you know, like a like a kind of a high. Well, well, that you was get like, high, do you go steal clothes? No, because... Well, but, like, you know, um, the anticipation of it, the excitement of... Yeah, that's what she gets off on And it. then not yeah. being caught... Is yeah. it another level of excitement? I don't even care what it is. It's immoral. She, she's she a, she's a thief. She off on stealing as five bucks as much as 5,000 bucks, right? That's, yeah. It's the thrill of it. But yeah. but this this excuse making that she's like, you know, oh, I'm on terrible and powerful <clears throat> drugs for MS. Well, go and look up what the treatment is for MS. They're not terrible. Um, you know, the, 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 the major side effect of the major uh, uh uh, medicines that you have for for MS is you might get a rash at the location of the injection, right? Uh, and prednisone, one of the most commonly that. commonly prescribed uh, steroid drugs for millions of people in New Zealand on on a daily basis, and you're not all out there, you know, stealing willy nilly. It's just you see, you see, a part of me wanted, in a fatherly way, I'd have to say, wanted to to was kind of sad, you know, sort of, um, what's the word? You I didn't want to be, pissy. I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to be too hard on the poor woman. But on the other hand, because she's brown and and a woman no, of no, colour and all of that yeah. nonsense that they trotted out and all this bullying apparently that she's received. Yeah, well, well you know, if you it's, go fa- and, it's faded a bit, I got to say, you know, if you go and hurl insults at every man and his dog and tell them how they're going to live their life, expect and and you're a politician, expect some pushback. Yeah, no, it's not she, bullying. No, no, and um, here I just want to say this: Goldratz is a is an absolute moralizer, yeah. left, right, and centre of the most. Um, awful variety and when i'm sorry when they mess up this badly um no i don't, I don't you think she'll get a prison them. sentence <clears throat> oh, it'll be a, once over lightly with some community you know, service no but wouldn't they be investigating if i if i was the detective i'd be saying hey, hey lady what else have you been doing we want to inspect your wardrobe. We want to get a well, like that. an inventory of all your possessions. We want to know where they She's got came. a great wardrobe. Oh my lord! Did she wear one of those stolen items in a like yep. a, a protest? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The pants. Seven hundred dollar pants from Wellington. Yeah, <clears throat> she got pantsed. Oh dear. What does it say about? I mean, all the greens like this. Do you think? I mean, talking about that filtering process there, Marty. Yeah, and well, we have Warbrook, um said. The wealth is there in New Zealand to solve all these problems. We've just got to get it. I mean, it's yeah, beautiful. that's right. It's Marxism all the way, Marty. Exactly, yeah. because because even I mean, the Greens are so anti-capitalism. It's not funny. They're never going to have respect or empathy for a business. But I mean, and that's what Scotty says. Thing, right? You know, I mean, that's what makes it so ghastly. I mean, the they should be defending business. Around, the quantum of this is just short of of twenty thousand dollars, right? She, she didn't go and steal a pair of track pants and some fluffy slippers from Kmart. It, right? She wouldn't. But if she had, we might have gone. Well, those oh, are bless. ugly, Cam. Those yeah, are ugly. Right? Yeah, we, if she had done that, we might have gone, oh, bless. Well, that's the vanity, you know, isn't it? Oh, oh, dear. But no, she mm. went for the high end stuff, right? It wasn't trackies from Kmart. No way. It, you know, it was the high end stuff at. So that, at that's her reputation over and out. That's. She's done, right? She's well, she, you, done. you keep saying because they were sympa- Some people were sympathetic. Some journalists were sympathetic. Oh, they all, all, you know, they some, all horrible all emails. 
No, but that's the minority um, with the big microphone. It's I not, had, it's I had not a New thought. Zealand. You know how they say that, um, you know, like uh, sexual um, or um, uh, abusive um, uh, comments and stuff on social media. Mm. And I wonder if um, GFY, because a lot of people say that, right? Um, and it's not related to anything except just being very sure angry. It, I wonder if that's what they're referring to all, all the time because I see that a lot. No, no, it's just. But that's that's a different thing. That's you know, no, that's it's just a crutch that the left um, go to whenever they get caught doing something appalling. They go, oh, you know, be understanding. She's a refugee, a woman of color, uh, uh, a powerful immigrant, woman, an immigrant, and nasty and, comments, and, and, and it's nasty. being abused now. Nobody, nobody in the media makes a song and dance about the horrific comments that were made when Judith Collins was the leader of the National Party, yeah. or any of, yeah. or, or the comments that are made about. You see her getting off the plane in Australia. She's yeah. big. She's, remember, she's remember when, weight, um, remember when, remember when Judith went and prayed in a chapel. Yeah. The, the vitriol that came at her for praying in a chapel. Wait, that's what you, you do know? in chapels. That's what you're meant to do, yeah. The but chapel I mean, of love, logos, yeah. of, of yeah. objective truth, and, yeah. and, and that's why, yeah. It's just yeah. appalling that, that the left always finds some disabling reason for why somebody's done something bad. You know, oh, you know yeah. it's understandable that... That's how uh, Marxism works. Yeah, though, it's, it's understandable that Maori are, are bashing their kids because colonialism. It's yeah. understandable that there's Only that stops rating. smoking. Yeah, well, exactly. You know. Hey, um, uh, James Shaw's resignation. He, I said on this program, I'm sure I did, and I'm no genius. Um, last year that he he was inevitably going to get drop kicked. Yeah, I, I agree. Because you know he's a guy, and he's well, he's pretty tanned actually. He's, he's got a lot of sun. Over the summer, saw him in his news conference there announcing stepping down as co-leader. So, okay, um, so <laughs> he's run mean, out, tanned? run out of. T- Run out, run out of town. I was going to say white male, but he was quite tan. He's, he's last, been run he's out of town, last, right? He's white male in the Green Party. <clears throat> you know, um, I just think he's just—he just lost the will to continue. Yeah, uh, and and who I, they should just hand that party over to their crazy ass, silly, immoral, nutcase, mentally ill women. Yeah, and just let it dissolve because that's what'll happen. It'll implode. Yeah, I mean, you know. I think he lost the I lost I think he lost the will to carry on after Golrez went and you can read between the lines there. Because he would have had to have been part of the damage control of that, wouldn't he? Of course. He would have known. And of course there are those uh, qualifications that um that didn't get mentioned up. very much at all considering what a, a uh normally uh fatal political move that is to falsify qualifications, but you know. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, it's that, but, I mean, but, it's yeah. called lying and and vanity and egoism. When you do that, I mean, when you think about the kind of mentality that does that, Marty, like fake fakes a degree, yeah, for it's the like sake of vanity. Someone walking people Say again, Marty. This, uh, I'm increasingly convinced that they've got some method of blocking out people who aren't in some yeah, way. Yeah, I think you're onto something. Disordered. Yeah, filtering process, right? Yeah. It's like, he's too normal. Do you, yeah. Do you really care <laughs> about him. the environment? It's the moral inversion 
of everything. It, it becomes actually quite painful to have to comment about it, doesn't it? Because it's such a constant of it's our times. I just think we need to pick our issues as to what we do comment on because oh. some of these things will be overthrown if we just hammer away. It's at the them. karma train, though, isn't it? It's the karma <laughs> trains coming around. That's what's happening at the moment. Feels yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, woke is dying. Woke well, is dying. That. And we're seeing the woke media fighting this, you know. that, that they seem to It seems to have escaped the, me, the media, most of the common terriot that's out there. It seems to have escaped them that we had an election and it was an emphatic uh, vote for a change, and they're sitting there fighting rearguard actions. I mean, you know, we saw the ridiculous situation the other day where uh, Ginny Anderson was decrying um, Mark Mitchell talking about getting 500 new police. This this from a woman who sat on her hands while there was ram raids on a daily basis all around I, the country. You I know? bet you she's got a covert mental illness that'll come out in the next few years. Was in her wardrobe. <laughs> you wonder. Um, okay, so um, the... But that's the perfect seg segue into the Bruce Cotterill thing, right, is that the woke is dying. Yeah, we'll that? go. Go there. It's interesting to see him talking about that, basically saying, you know, the Christchurch call was ineffective <clears throat> and it, it was a residue of of when uh, they were popular. And um, he talked about uh, the... Uh, Javier Malay's speech yeah, at Harvard, the World Economic Harvard. Forum. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. excoriating. Excori that was a GF. That, that was a was it, is that controlled opposition? Because why would they no, let him no, say no, something no, like that? No, no, that was a GFY moment. Only according to yeah. idiots like, um, what's his name, Ike, David Ike. I interviewed is David Ike once. Like? That was interesting. Isn't it icky? Icky? <laughs> David Icky. But Javier Millet's speech was wonderful and really stuck it to the world economic freaks. And this is the sort of thing that's really nice to uh, see in Bruce Cotterell's uh, piece that Marty's about to find when he's got his paperwork together. Oh, um, but I think okay. we've had this uh, issue before with you, Marty. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh, even but... worse now. I've just unplugged from the news. So I've, I've, so much. I've detoxed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, you know, I mean, David, D David Ick immediately, Icky, Icky, uh, immediately jumped on Javier's speech to comment that he was commending the very system of capitalism from the billionaire class, which he was pretending to be against. I also then noticed a whole, whole lot of flipping hoopleheads in the freedom movement and here in New Zealand as well, jumped all over that mindless agreement, um, which really annoyed me. They seem to equate capitalism, or they think that capitalism is the thing that brought us to this kind of fascist corruption, when it's actually the lack of it. We are under a crony capitalist system. Well, that's what we've had, crony capitalism. We've had crony right. capitalism, and it has been bought, you know, the, the, this is the domination of the psychopaths. Um, they didn't get to their positions through laissez-faire, leave us alone capitalism. No. Uh, the system has been corrupted by cronies, um, which has governments play favourite and enforces regulations all over the place. The last thing it is is laissez-faire. So no country in the world practices laissez-faire, and it will be really interesting to see if Javier Malay brings that to Argentina, because governments uh, governments do nothing but meddle, 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 and fiddle, fiddle, fiddle with economics. That is not capitalism. That is socialism and fascism. Mm. I mean, there's a complete circle, isn't there, where, you know, you get those New York bankers funding the Bolshevik revolution, uh, and in the middle, yeah. you know, are, are the actual enterprising bourgeois capitalists that uh, get blamed 
Uh, and I, you know, I, st I still yeah, uh, yeah. on the basis of anti-Semitism. Well, I mean, it's a, I guess it's a subset, isn't it? Well, no, no, it's, it, it, no, it's, no, it's marked. It's like in our time now, there is this hideous loud microphone to anti-Semitism at the same time that they're trying to bring down capitalism. It's not, it's very ominous. That is not a good picture. What, what about Luxon meeting with Dern? Now, personally, I didn't like that. And um, and this whole Christchurch call is a bit of a cringe anyway, isn't it? Well, that, that, there's a, a hidden agenda in behind that that meeting, and Luxon's read the room wrong on that. That was a very unpopular move. Of course. But, but I'm reliably informed that the whole rationale, you know, she, she says loftily that she's not being paid uh, to do the position, <coughs> but there's $450,000 a year in expenses, right? And, and we're not told what those are, but I'm reliably informed that what that is is a way to hide the continued cost of her security when she's in New Zealand. Ah, okay. I really hope you're right about that. I really hope that's the. Uh, Why would you want to hide that? Me. Why well, would you want to hide that? Because well, I mean, um, exactly. Why wouldn't you just put it out there and say, "Oh no, oh no, I've got this terrible. There's these people that are trying to kill me, and and they're very credible threats, and I need to have my." I, I um, can tell you why they'd hide that. They hid that because Judith Collins, Christopher Luxon. David Seymour and even Winston at the time were all behind Jacinda when she rolled out the most fascist aspects of the COVID mandates and all the rest of it. They did not fight her on that or the lockdowns no, or anything right. like that. You're right. So that's why they would hide it, lest it come to them too. Also. So, so yeah, of course. So they're all in it together. But if they she were. Such an they were. Person, she wouldn't need security. I mean, how many? That, that's a good question for, for an Official Information Act request. How many former prime ministers still have security? I remember yeah, when I yeah, worked, yeah. worked in... It's none other I, than I worked in Broadcasting House right by Parliament and on a number of occasions walking up Bowen Street, David Longy, who was the prime minister at the time, was walking down the street on his own, couldn't see anyone else around, to go to the lunch bar to buy a roll. You'd, wow. you'd be a brave person to try and assault him. Well, no, yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's a, but a he was, fallout. He was thing. out with no... no you know, it was just... You know, it's yeah. interesting that Biden won't give RFK Jr. any security. He's the he's the one politician. Yeah, uh, prominent. Yep. I, I thought that uh, isn't was interesting. That, that is so disgustingly telling, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's not yeah. Biden though. He he's... no, he wouldn't know. It's Obama and Valerie Jarrett. You seen those he, he pictures of his even... rubber face? Who... Yes. I mean, is okay. this guy for real? No. It's a pantomime. We are not what that is. I do not believe that's Joe Biden. No. There's you look six at his, Joe Bidens. If you look at the comparison between him like 20 years ago and now, it's like his skull bones have changed. And, and the chin and right. the cheekbones and the ear shape. No. And they're, good with, and they're good with that, um, pros, what is it, the, the prosthetic. Oh, come on, man. No, we are we are dealing with something truly deceitful. But anyway, that's off topic. Yeah, well, no, no, but what you said it. before too, though, Olivia, you, you, you said, you know, it's, it's hard to know how much we actually engage in this stuff yeah. and how much we just withdraw. My feeling mm. uh, over the past month or so has been just any time something comes on a feed and I can hear that ah, 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 sort of sound, that kind of mm. harridan yeah. tone or, you know, that uh, effeminate whiny tone in men, I yeah. just kind of like, ah, oh, there's, there's important things to, it's a, to it's worry a, about. It's a, it's a pitch and a frequency and a vibe that you yeah. just, it's, it's jarring, isn't it? It's called uh, yeah. whiny bitch syndrome. Well, I wasn't going to say that, Cam. <laughs> I, I was 
Um, just quickly, uh, you mentioned uh, the media just before, Cam. Did you see um, the new, uh, well, they don't call her the broadcasting minister anymore. It's like communications and something. Uh, Melissa Lee, isn't it? Um, a paper yesterday uh, given to her um, calling into question the viability of broadcast TV now, which, yeah, well, of course, you know, is TVNZ. You know, yeah, you know what that paper is? That That is um, a paper written by some of New Zealand's biggest bludgers oh, okay. asking for them to continue bludging off the taxpayer for a moribund and out-of-date business model that is slowly slipping away. Yeah, but Melissa Lee, she's pretty sharp on media, isn't she? She knows where it's heading. Surely. Well, yeah, but the trouble is when you're a minister is you go and seek advice, and what you're getting is advice from rent-seeking individuals. Can't you just say, hey, I'm going to close <clears> it down. Yeah, <laughs> you need to like, hear from anyone. We're no, closing we're gonna, it down. It's we're going to put viable. it on Trade Me for a dollar, no reserve, and see who, who will pay for TVNZ and get rid of it. <laughs> like, like, I don't believe no in one this. Will. Oh, it's too big to fail rubbish, right? Like, let things fail. Come on, let them fail. Well, that's capitalism in the Stick end, a fork it? in, 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 in linear broadcasting. Stick a fork in it. It's done, right? We don't we don't use Cordia. In my apartment here, uh, I, if I if I you know have a rush of shit to the brains and want to watch um, New Zealand television, I just bring up Freeview, which is um, streamed over the internet. I've got no aerial. I've got no need to use Cordia. I've no need to leave, use their broadcasting licenses and all of that. So I think they operate the Freeview site though, Cam. So you're actually are uh, using them. What is Freeview? So enough. but Cam, but Cam, to be honest with you, we're never going to get anything close to laissez-faire capitalism right. until we've had a revolution because the whole system with trillions and everything yeah yeah and well there's that but the whole system is propped up by um this uh meddling crony system um it, it's really tragic and and the irony is is that people go oh look at america capitalism doesn't work they haven't had it they had it for five minutes after slavery was abolished and at the dawning of the 20th century, they had it for five minutes, this tiny little window. And then you got Woodrow Wilson, you got Herbert Hoover, you got, uh, you know, this whole crowd. I love sloshing taxpayers' cash at their mates. Yeah. Even, but, even, and I love, um, but, I love, we've got I love Teddy Roosevelt, but even he was, you know, uh, hated the monopolies of but, big business. We've got that here, right? We've got people like Simon Wilson who write for The Herald, whose wife is, uh, Basically, her entire career is funded by New Zealand On Air or the Film Commission. You've got um, woke tossers like uh, Russell Brown, who, when he isn't writing about his mum's favourite lamb chop recipes or his electric bike, he's intoning about how we need to save public broadcasting. And and when you actually look at it, well, how does uh, Russell how's Russell Brown actually paid for his existence in the world for the last 20, 30 years? Oh, that's right, from public broadcasting. You know, so these <clears throat> these trough feeders are also the ones all the media go to for their opinions about why the trough needs to be bigger and deeper because there's a few more pigs that need to suckle at the trough. And um, you might have a seen lot of also, pigs. you might have seen also that Kim Hill's replacement is um, our <clears throat> Scottish um, friend. Um, What's her name at uh, RNZ? It'll come to me in just a moment. Who made that uh, production, which was the radio version of Fire and Fury? Susie Ferguson. Oh, right. The so ginger ninja. If you're a guy, do not apply for Saturday morning at RNZ. You'll never get it. 
I did actually watch the uh, AM show, the breakfast show. Uh, oh, I'm glad you did. Ryan Bridges' replacement. That was um, pretty awful. It, Lloyd Bridges is just so happy to be yeah. there. It's like yeah. a guy who's arranged a threesome. Lloyd, Lloyd, um, Lloyd Burr. Yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd Bridges, is, wasn't he in Bonanza? <laughs> no, uh, Ryan Bridges' replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lloyd Burr, a, a thoroughly nasty little piece of work who's – uh, who loved when he was in the in the press gallery and outing gay MPs. Oh, okay. He's right. gay himself. So. Sounds beautifully Not qualified for the job. About that, but he cared. Weird. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's move along. Opposition to Seymour's Treaty Principles Bill. There was that uh, big grand hui. Was it in Ngaru or Wahia? Yeah, the truck. And Waitangi driver Day is coming up. Uh, it sounds like are things getting more tense? Do we need <clears throat> to worry? Should we no. be worried? No, I think there's a game afoot, and I think that David Seymour and Winston Peters and Christopher Luxon are way smarter than the truck driver from Huntley and his little <laughs> little coach. By the way, he's not looking too good health wise. No, no, and they won't want his son taking over. That's for sure. But um, you know, they had this. This is not a hard winner. And then you know, they said, "Oh, why, Shane Jones, why aren't you going?" He says, "Well, he's not my king. I'm an Apui. They're just Tainui." You know, this is the thing, right? This whole thing about the king Tribalism. is is about trying to make Tainui the primary iwi in the whole country. Over for the, the grab, world, for the big right? grab. It's a big power. That's why they have all these people going there. But was Naitahu there? No. Right? Was Tufaritoa there? No. Was Napui there? No. Right? Because it's Tainui. It's a, it's a small microcosm, but they call them the Maori king. And this is the joke of it, the whole joke of it. These people are going on and on and on about how we've got to decolonize New Zealand and their entire movement that's pushing for the decolonization of, of New Zealand is an echo to colonization where they wanted to create their own king situation so that they could be on a par with Queen Victoria. It's a complete construct Right, it's a complete joke, and everyone ignores all of that and listens to these morons sing on about how um, the government is changing the treaty. Well, they're not changing the treaty. The treaty can't be changed. It is what it is. But what David Seymour is trying to do is he's trying to say we've got this piece of law that says the principles of the treaty, and nobody can tell me what those are. Yeah, and, and, and that's why we've got this ridiculous situation where again, Tainui. Have rushed off to the court to say that uh, the new government's uh, policy regarding cigarettes and tobacco is against the Treaty of Waitangi, right? That's it, it, because it's against the principles. Where of were the they when the genetic serum was being pushed into their bloodstreams, altering their genetics? Where were they there? They were getting money to promote it to their own people. That's why Hone Harawe, you don't hear much from him, you don't hear much from Nadi Parai. Yeah, Ching yeah. Ching. Ching yeah. Ching. Wow. Yeah, and Gisborne alone, six million bucks. And and I heard some stories about the way that filtered. You'd think that uh, would be a little more concerning than, you know, butt heads, you know, is that, six, is that six million bucks to one bank account though, Marty? Or is that Well, no, it's, the... it's to the region. So the, the yeah. in crowd kind of just got their families to set up businesses and Bedrooms, uh, uh, new bedrooms added to the house, things yeah, like that. We got said in River of Freedom, you know, they got elders, bust them around and said, you know, got them, you know, paid them to go out and say to young people, oh, you know, do it for your name. You want to be angry about something, be angry about that. I would. Or education. 
Well, and the fact that they're not angry, they're not marching about educational kids getting beaten to death. Do you think there's um, a possibility, though, I've always worried about the ginned up racism and it's sort of like a racial conflict. Um, You know, I can see young people here getting hot headed. And then if it doesn't got... happen, it won't be for a lack of Te Party Māori trying to make it happen. Well, that's what I'm trying to get thinking. them to think they're Palestinians. I want, and... them, I want them to do that. I want them because the more they or to do blow it, something up or something like no, that. No, no, I don't want them to go that far. I want them to continue with their rhetoric, right? Their, their nonsensical arguments that that health policy is against the treaty and and rubbish. Because every time they do that, everyone goes, "Oh God, not again!" And then and they I mean, this is what we need to remember. To Party Maori got three percent of the vote. Three <clears throat> percent. Right? Yep. They have no mandate. No. Uh, for for anything. They say they have because they won nearly all the electorates, you know. Um, whoop de doo, you know. Well, that, that, this is really not an argument for maintaining those electorates. And, and, and how, how ironic that it was um, uh, Dame Anne Salmond, who writes for Newsroom, room, said something similar, Cam, that, um, you know, that uh, David Seymour didn't have a mandate either to be pushing this stuff through um, on 8.6% of the vote. Exactly. Um, she said that ACT has no democratic mandate to advance a referendum on Te Tiriti. I mean, goodness me, what a shockingly out-of-touch opinion and what a total denial. It's not, it's not a referendum on the treaty, though. It's the, these principles yeah. that were hammered down in the late 80s, as I understand well, it. There's no principles. Yeah, but Seymour a, does a, have a democratic right to advance. Oh, no, no, I, yeah. Yeah, well, he, he actually sentence. does have one, and it's way beyond his 8.5. I mean, I didn't vote for Seymour. I never would vote for Seymour. I never will vote for Seymour. But I agree with him, and you'll find a lot of Kiwis uh, do agree with that position. Like, it's, it's the, intra- um, as Chris Trotter put it in a brilliant yeah, very piece, good the post. intransigence of minorities is what undoes them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what's going to happen, right, because what they've done, is they've leaked documents and, of course, the, the fool with the scribble face has rushed out and said they're rewriting the treaty. It's it's all bullshit, right? But I can just see the hands of Winston Peters in this, right? Let's give them this, pay out a little bit of stuff. They'll go nuts. Everyone will get all up in arms. And then what we actually deliver is not what they've claimed. And everyone will go, oh, well, that's not so bad. And then they'll oh, run please, hold, though, they'll please, run... though, I mean, could they please just fight it on pure, unadulterated principle instead well, that's of the, that, But politics? that's the point, isn't it? Because the principles of the treaty is a line in some legislation. That's it. There are no principles. And Winston Court um, uh, noticed that and actually, like, sledged the truck driver from Huntley uh, in a most brilliant way when he said, well, you just have to read read um, the king's speech. And he says right at the end, there's no principles in the treaty. And so he used his own words against him, and it was brilliant. Of course, the mainstream media didn't want to print anything about that because they're a lock because of their New Zealand on Air funding, the residual of the public interest journalism fund. Um, you know, there's the New Zealand on Air documents that have shown how they've got to rename everything and do things and do things in a certain way. They're in on it. But they're the majority. They're the minority, a very small minority of liberal yeah. elite, who are telling us all how we, you know, how we should be, ter- we should be terribly ashamed of the government we elected. And when you do that, just a few short months after an election, everyone says, "Are you telling me I'm stupid?" Mm. And so, and so, then no one listens to them. Okay. Um. This is flicking back to the end of last year. 
But um, I wonder what you think of this, where New Zealand first actually rolled over ACT in terms of polling. I wasn't surprised about that, by the way, but that that has happened. So um, what do you think about that? I, I wouldn't be surprised if this redeems Seymour on this level, but, uh, but, but I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Cam? He's the expert on polls, not me. Well, there was still energy in New Zealand first, even months after. Well, I think yeah. um, Seymour's strategy is to push this treaty thing, and there's profit in that for him. There really is, especially with the incredibly weak Christopher Luxon, who, who you know, is, is sitting there looking increasingly uh, impotent by saying, oh, we've said we won't um, support that past the first reading. And you, yeah, think, yeah. And you think to yourself, well, hang on a <clears> second, <throat> if you know about Parliament and you know about process, you're all, well, that bill's doomed then, so why are we having this argument? And so that's where I, I say to you, this is, I see Winston Peters' Machiavellian skills in here. We'll do this and we'll do that and we'll do these things around that and then we'll deliver that. And then okay. National will say, well, yes, I can support that. Because that's not what, you know, and so you can see that that's where it's heading. Um, but I think New Zealand First has a strategy that's uh, superior to ACTS because it's multi-pronged. And if you, you can see that in the portfolios that they've got, um, you've got Shane Jones who's talking about, you know, we're going to actually um, mine, drill and sell our natural resources. Well, they're like others getting our gold. We should be doing that, just saying. Exactly. And and the other one that they they're going to go after they're going to go after banks they're going to go after fuel country companies and they're going to go after supermarkets and they can bash those all day long because there won't be a single person who'll stand up to support Woolworths or Countdown or whatever they call Countdown. Things, yeah, right? Woolworths. So no one's going to support them. I mean, it, Woolworths announced that they've written down the value of all that of their Countdown brand, which is now going to be called Woolworths. And the reason why they wrote it down is because um, the countdown brand was tainted by perceptions of um, of, of this corporate uh, raping and pillaging. Is that why they changed the branding? They actually said that. Yeah, it's in oh. it's in the report. Well, it won't be long yeah, because Woolworths, Woolworths we all we all have a strong affinity with Woolworths being trusted. But we'll, right? we'll know that they're still and ripping us off after a while anyway. It's the same buildings. It doesn't matter. People are going to still colors. call Woolworths countdown, yeah. and they're still going to get their massive bills for for two bags of not much, and so they're just going to destroy another brand. And and they're so stupidly wound up in all the PR of it, they think they're going to get away with it. Surely, um, um, David Seymour, if he just got on his knees and sincerely apologised for being such a dick, <laughs> he would he fix all the problems in terms of you know popularity and. He's not that self-aware. It's <laughs> so easy to do, man. And it people costs, like that. They really like it when apologize. people do that if it's sincere. It costs well, nothing to apologise. He walked back his hatred of uh, of Winston Peters pretty well, I thought. Kind of had to, didn't he? Because well, he so had did, a lot of So did Judith. So did Judith. Did you see today when the media, or yesterday, um, well, they said, all have. have you buried the hatchet? And she said, well, not into each other. <laughs> but the thing is, right, is that I've been watching this and, and, you know, I've got lots of commenters on my own website that have always been never Winston people. And watching yeah. them have to give praise for well, well, like overcoming the, the, the it's hilarious the, the to Winston, watch you know, arrangements uh, and arrangement. Yeah, the WDS, they're actually coming out of it. You're seeing in real time, you're watching it. 
you know, they've, the National Party spent 30 years denigrating and demonising Winston Peters. And I said to them, you know, I've, this is one of the reasons why I have nothing to do with the National Party, because they they believe in this big club and that you can't entertain anything else and talk to any other. They're the enemy. And they've done that with Winston Peters for 30 years. And now they finally needed him. And it was... Just hilarious to watch. What's that song? Just when I needed you most. I know, but but I mean, at the end of the day, though, this <laughs> this 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 whole uh, 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 Kingi Tanga, um, you know, Ratana. yeah, Ratana, this whole push and uh, and the media that we have that puts a microphone that supports a very small minority of this country. It's an epic mistake for vicious and loud minorities to put their faith in that. They may just find that a majority of the country actually does agree with Seymour. Uh, but of course, that is what they're afraid of, I think. And that is also why they do not want the democratic process to run its course. And we keep hearing threats of violence instead. Well, that's what worries me. Yeah, and including mm. as Marty's on this one as well, as. Um, you know, uh, the whole Palestinian cause and armed rebellion and stuff, the Maoris are making that theirs, and that is very strange. They do have a militia available to them. Yeah. Don't they? I mean, let's be frank about that. They do. Well, I mean, my, my, my point is... Do you mean through uh, the games? The yeah, is, I do. It's in someone's interest that we're at each other's throats, and, and I... I like most New Zealanders, want to see the performance of Māori kids at school improve. I want to see the health outcomes improve. I want to see fewer of them in jail. But um, I don't trust Willie Jackson and his mates to take a whole lot more money from either borrowed or taxpayer. Willie Jackson's got more Ashkenazi Jew in his DNA than he does Māori. Well, and more Chinese too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Exactly. <coughs> All right. Um Okay, we're coming up an hour. Anything else? And we'll do this again, obviously, regularly every Friday as we did um, last year. Can you believe? Rich environment, isn't it? Can you believe last year? Just quickly, can you believe last year? That was an awesome year. Which aspect, Paul? Especially, well, I I guess what we've been doing. Oh, Um, okay. I mean, I'm still pinching myself. I think I'm allowed to say it again that we we're the only media entity that shifted the needle. I'm telling you. Um, mainstream media didn't. Uh, went, went backwards for mainstream media. The platform, the needle bent and didn't go anywhere. Um, we actually, I think, had an effect. We, so, we did. What, what were you saying, Marty, on that point? Sorry. We've you, got to watch what we say and take yeah. ourselves a bit more seriously, maybe, and, and make sure that, <clears throat> you know, there's not too much more going into the file of uh, things that we've said, which, if you take half a sentence of it, sound terrible. Um, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Sorely needed. No, I wouldn't worry about that too much. It's like, but but what Paul's saying is that we move the needle. Yeah, so I'm saying, wow, it's possible. But we have to continue. We have to continue. Like, like part of that was, part of that was holding our government to account um, through the through Winston Peters being on our show a lot, especially via Cam, and and Peter Williams and others, and Paul as well, um, very much Paul as well. But we've got to keep the, our foot down on that throttle um, and keep holding them accountable because even now, I mean, the defunding of UNRWA and all the rest of it, which, you know, Winston was quite late in coming to that, 
after they've made the, you know, after United Nations workers in Israel have, in, in Palestine have been, you know, part of the Hamas attacks. That is disgusting. That is terrible. And that will be a much, much, much deeper story. But, um, you know, we've got to keep our foot on that, that pedal. That inquiry, excuse me, that inquiry, that is, that's where we need the flamethrower. That has to happen. And there can't be any welching on any single bit of that at all. We're starting to see a bit of that with Parliament resuming too, because I was watching, uh, watching um, the Act lady um, on Firearms, Nicole McKee, um, you know, with some patsy questions, sure, but that's what patsy questions are for—just absolutely destroying Labor's argument for the gun register, and yeah. they're building a case with their inquiry around that mm. to to uh, change or mitigate the uh, disaster that's that's pending with that. You know, and, and I'm closely involved with the gun register. I mean, so is Costa going to go? Well, I don't know, but, you know, it's interesting because the police is very much on the PR uh, drive around the gun register. They announced just before Christmas that 100,000 guns had been registered, and you think, wow, well, that's a lot of guns, <laughs> right? But if you looked at the numbers and the breakdowns in the areas and take, for example, um, Take, for example, Auckland, right? Uh, there was 6,680, something like that, uh, guns that were registered. And you might think, okay, that, that's a lot. Uh, and then when I point out to you that uh, one person that I know has got 6% of that total, that tells you that the people who are registering the guns are those who are already registered, like i.e. collectors like myself. But he had 6% of that total, and I've got 1% of that total. So between us, we've got 7% of that total that the police are touting as being wonderful. And that's because we, we you know, met some threshold that said that we had to then engage with the register and put our stuff in there. And so whilst they've got 100,000 guns on there, I can tell you that that's only a handful of people that are like me that have been to auctions or um, are collectors and things like that, and they've had to register their collections. <laughs> Uh, which were already registered anyway in, the, in a different system. So it's not this great success that they're uh, claiming it is. And there's a vast number of people out there that have two or three guns and, they're just, and they've got plenty of ammunition so they don't have to buy anything. So they're not going to hit one of the threshold trigger events trigger. That, that forces them to register. And, of course, the gangs are fully armed and we've seen, uh, yeah. you know, that came out uh, last and week. very unregistered. Yeah, very and beating that, people that, up randomly in the street. Yeah, but but the, the the point is the police said that they're going to have this register and it was going to enable them to crack down on illegal firearms, but the the OIA request showed that it's only a very small fraction of the firearms that the yeah. police have actually confiscated that can be traced back to a permit. And you might think, hmm, what does that mean? Every gun that is legitimately brought into New Zealand, either by a dealer or as an individual or, you know, or a collector or whatever, in order to import it, you have to have a permit to import. And they, can, they have the list of all the serial numbers of those, right? And then they can match it against, uh, against those records that they already have. And what they've found is that most of the guns that are in the hands of the criminals that they're confiscating can't be matched to any valid import permit. Oh, can't surprise, be matched to, surprise. Right? So if you can import containers full of methamphetamine, can you import guns? Of course. Of course, course you, you can. can. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, you having 1% of the Auckland total of registered firearms, Cam, does that mean that we can bolt to you if there's a, a gun? Yeah. If when the zombie apocalypse happens, yeah. uh, you know, people are going to need protection. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. All right. <laughs> Anyone have any last words before we um, we wind up? We, this we haven't got enough time to go into what I wanted to talk about most passionately, and that's the Mark Stein versus Michael E. Mann. Well, you can have a quick trial. poke at it um, oh, look, because this guy Mann, a quick... Mann's a fraud, isn't he? Oh my goodness! Yeah, not to be next. not to be confused with the brilliant film director Michael Mann, completely mm. different person. And Stein is the guy who used to be on Fox. Was it on Fox? Oh yeah. well. Mark Stein, Mark Stein is his own thing. I mean, yeah, really, but he, I mean, now, but he used to be, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, if when Fox were lucky enough that Mark would go on there, um, but anyone following well, he got this, bummed from GB News. He did, and but that was because of the censorship stuff, and I'm not surprised. And also, um, you know, Mark Stein is he is I just absolutely adore that man. I think he's a genius. He's a wit. Uh, he's a brilliant, brilliant, talented person. I mean, he's a singer. You know, he's a crooner. He's incredible. Okay. But um, anyone following this 12-year legal saga, because that's what it's been, um, it's a free speech case at heart. That's what it is. And Ma uh, Michael Mann, then employed by Penn State University Science Department, bought a libel case, a defamation case against Mark Stein in 2012 for Stein's writing of a 270-word blog piece that stated that Mann's famous hockey stick graph was fraudulent, which of course it is. You know, the hockey stick graph, yeah. which yep. um, all our global warming uh, protocols were based on, like the whole Kyoto Agreement was based on the flipping stupid fraudulent well, Al hockey Gore stick. Had a massive, had a massive big, you know, TV show and film and massive big graph where he's using that whole hockey stick thing and it's been used to promulgate climate policy for decades. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole thing is a lie, but there's no one better to go up with. Like Michael, oh, look, it's too complicated to go into now unless we had sort of a good 15 minutes to go into it. Well, um, well let's, but, uh, let's preview. Maybe um, we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, all I can time, say is to our, to our listeners, look up Mark Stein versus Michael Mann because it's a mix of the whole climate change bullshit uh, um, up against, you know, rational thinking, which is Mark Stein. But it got really, really complicated at Penn State University, and now it's culminating in a massive trial. And I really think Mark Stein's going to win this because yeah. Michael Mann is a total idiot. And wasn't he behind the climate or one of the, the participants in the climate gate emails? He was the main guy. He was main the guy. main guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they manipulated. Which was a huge scandal. Yeah, because, I mean, basically that graph shows that uh, it completely uh, – sh it shows a leap, which is the hockey stick at the After end. After 1950, yeah. Yeah, um, and it totally denies the whole uh, global uh, – the medieval global warming. Period, the Minoan warm period. Yeah, yeah, amongst other things and stuff. So it's scientifically – very unsound, and Mark Stein will show that in court because because Michael Mann has pursued this case to of defamation with Mark Stein. Mark Stein's going to get to show exactly why the hockey stick graph is a lie. <laughs> so it's yeah, quite beautiful in that respect. He, he sort of um, he got on the wrong side of the wrong guy, Michael Mann. He he chose the worst person to go up against. Yeah. 
I mean, Stein is a, um, an absolute renaissance man of the highest order. You don't take on a man like that legally unless you really have the truth and on your side, and a, Michael Mann doesn't. Didn't he claim to have a Nobel Prize? It turns out it's like just a participation certificate. From- he lied about being Level. a recipient Level. of a, yeah. No, but he's, he claimed he had the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. And, and Nobel uh, actually... Said no. He, no, no, no. He doesn't have such a. But he's, he sort of constructed it like a Photoshop document. That yeah, it was came. a it, it was a complete fabrication. Uh, fraud. It was a total a fraud. fabrication. But we'll talk about this next yeah. time we're all on together. No, we will. Yeah, we'll get into it's it. So it's so deep. Weeds, weeds a bit more. Okay. Well, good to catch up again, folks. Thank you, and um, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll have another program next week. Not too sure who who's lined up for that at the moment, but uh, um, it's going to be a hell of a year, Paul. It's <gasps> it's. What a ride, what a ride. No, it's going to be. I just hope we don't go broke. Not you won't just, go broke. I mean the country. Oh, Ca- yeah. The country's broke. Yeah. The country is broke. Yeah. Well, it's not that that $100 million isn't going to repo itself. No. So that's probably the biggest threat. All right, have a great weekend. Great Waitangi Day. What's the, any, any plans for the down <laughs> yeah, at the beach? Uh, uh, Maori, uh, Maori Grievance uh, Day, Beach. Maori Grievance Day, I think Bob Jones oh, called Rena, it. Rena, Rena. Well, I'm going to listen to Prince Tui Teka oh, what about the Australia? how great thou art. On what about the, oh, the Australia Day guy? Marty, nice. What about the poor old couple in Australia who, who got done for wearing the Australian flag on Australia Day? That's coming here, I'm telling you. Look yeah, at, you look yeah. what's happening in the UK where we've got a guy who is banging out songs, uh, in, you know. In a, songs? In a, so, songs on a piano and um, getting stuck. Oh, I saw that. Because, By the CCP. The, China, the CCP objected to it. And um, I'm, I'm not quite sure that, that what we saw in that video is exactly what happened, but. Really? Yeah, who cares? Tell the, tell the little tourists that um, this is, you know, this isn't in your country. You don't get to say that. Go away. Yeah, but I mean, that's away. what's happening in in Australia. We've got these people who are being offended by the sight of a flag. Yeah, but what if you're crapping yourself that you've appeared on camera and the CCP are going to smash you to pieces for it? Well, I don't care what the CCP is. Okay. Anyway. All right. We'll do it They're again insidious, soon. the CCP. I can remember when I was Ashley. in Nippa, And my father was the... Um, uh, the Auckland Regional Chair for the National Party, and I was about four, probably 14 or 15 at the time, and the phone rings, and it was back in landline days. We didn't have mobiles. Uh, Chinese voice on the end asking for John Slater, and um, I said, when got Dad? And then it was, oh, yes. Oh, hello, Ambassador. Dad. Yeah, yeah. He- hello, Ambassador. Um, yes, no, um, look, I have to tell you that we live in a democracy here, and you might be upset about that. <laughs> Uh, but too bad. And uh, thank you for your call and, and hang up. Whoa. You know, but but in the John Key years, it would have been. Is that where you got it from? Yeah. No, I actually got it from my mother. She was far more brutal than that. She just would have gone click and hung up on him. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's our political panel. Have a great weekend. Great way telling you. Oh, thank you, Paul. See you, see you soon. See you guys again soon. Thank okay. You. See you. Great deal. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio. Loving what you're hearing? Well, the establishment hates it. And right now, they're conjuring up new ways to try and censor RCR. To ensure you never miss a beat of the hard-hitting news you've come to know and love, make sure you're on the RCR mailing list. Get connected now at realitycheck.radio forward slash email.